Hi, I'm Maria Allen, relationship coach and family mediator. I'm dedicated to helping committed couples proactively lay a solid foundation for their relationship, all based on their unique needs and desires. Now, successful relationships are hard work, but they're available to all of us if we're given the right tools, awareness, and education. Join me as we explore this crazy thing called love. On my podcast, The Vow, I'll be commenting on items that got my attention regarding a before the vows issue. My special guest will be sharing an after the vows issue that got their attention. And I will venture to say that we'll have some fun too along the way. Here's to love. Let's get to our episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the bow. Happy that you're with us. I know you could be in a million different places, and I'm grateful that you're taking the time to be here with me. And I'm excited because I have my sissies on the phone with me. They're both calling in as my guests. And if anybody knows me, they know that I love my sissies. And, you know, I know that we all came from the same JJ because there were witnesses. I mean, this has been certified, but we're all so different. We have one tall. She's our scientist. Hi, Lilia. Yay. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, I'm so happy you're here. And we have one little short one. She's our Minkle executive. Hi, Beverly. Abby, I guess I am short when I think you're a little one. And of course, it's me. I'm medium, and I like to call myself artistic. Yeah, that, that's a good title when you're not quite, you know, when you're changing from time to time. So I'll keep it at artistic. So guys, I want you all to buckle up, those listening in, and buckle up, Uli and Beverly, because we're going to talk about the wacky world of love and relationships. And you all know that I go first, and I comment on something I I, um, observed dealing with, um, you know, anything that happens before the vows take place. And my guest will comment on something that she has found uh, that takes place after the vows. So let's get started. And we don't, and we don't know what you're gonna say. No, no, and that's a good thing about. It. I hope to shock you as much as you know this. This nonsense shocked me. But let's get started. And this has got to be an article that's filled with truth. Because it was sent in to the, uh, where are we here? To the independent newspaper. And it was sent in, they call themselves licensed and experienced private investigators. So I read that and this has all got to be fact. I knew it. So they're based in Australia. And what they are writing about is something that I think we all have an opinion on. It's on cheating. Now, they say that the top five signs that you have a cheater on your hands are the following. They lie about big things and small things. And isn't that everything? I mean, isn't that the continuous lie? 
<laughs> yeah, um, they get excessively defensive. <laughs> they gaslight. They they make you feel like you're losing your mind when you know you saw those pink panties under the bed, and they've convinced you that no, you didn't see the pink panties under the bed. They accuse you of cheating to take the pressure up off of themselves, and they have a history of cheating. You know, they say once a cheater. Always a cheater. And then, yeah, they ask um, viewers to share any other signs of a potential cheater. And 20,300 people respond. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. 20,000. Yeah. That we um, all have something to say. So let me, let me just give some examples of what they say. Sudden interest in their own appearance and wait you totally agree or what oh no i think that i think that's legitimate that's a good one i think so new clothes obsession with perfume or aftershave and no. showering and washing their own clothes yeah okay i mean how showering right yeah, coming home, going straight to the shower. Maybe they're just interested in good hygiene, guys. It could be. It could be. On the yes, man. It's a possibility, but I doubt it because, like, yeah. Yeah, I think they are interested in good hygiene, just not for you. So, someone has to for your significant other. And you know what? It's got to be true because I told you this article came from highly skilled licensed investigators. So, <laughs> Everything here is just, is the way it is. So, and you know, don't people usually have an average amount of time, the same amount of time that they take their showers? You know, you probably don't have a reading in the shower. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. It's true. So if I go in in the morning and I take my usual 10-minute shower... And then another time I go in and I'm in there for 30 minutes, that would be odd to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you take in showers for, you know, for years and then, yeah. and then routine shift, then, um, yeah, that would be worth a conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a, a cancer story one, but just like, what you doing now? Yeah. What you doing in the shower? Yeah. I mean, store and lock them. It, yeah. it almost sounds like, that would be a full-time job. Oh, uh, yeah. To keep track. <laughs> oh, it really does. <laughs> yeah, it really does. But that, goes, but that goes to, like, how in tune you are with your partner, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Some, yeah. People, some people, you know, it, there are some people who spend the time that they are, you know, they at home together, they spend it together. Uh and they're like, you know, they eat together, they chat, they watch this, they're in the, you know, in the bedroom, in the bathroom. Um, and then there are some people who, who are perfectly content being much more disconnected, right? Yeah. Not really aware. So the habits of a 10 minute versus 20 minute shower wouldn't really, you know, register with them. No, and I, it, I, I, I see that. Yeah, I think you got to find your find your partner so if you're if you're a disconnected couple and all of a sudden someone starts asking you about your showers and that's yeah. kind of writing <laughs> hearing you saying i hear what you're saying and you know what julia you said that 
you know, keeping up with all of this foolishness is a full-time job. Let me ask you, if your gut tells you, and you know, we all have our female intuition, if your gut tells you that your husband's cheating, do you make it a full-time job? I mean, do you go through the phone? Do you um, listen through the vents? I mean, or, oh my goodness, do you just say, this is what he's doing because my gut tells me? I mean, how do you, how do you go with that? That's a good question. I, my, my first gut response and inclination is to say, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather spend my time reading a book than going down that interrogation and that path. Yeah. But if you're married, I'm sure you need to take the time to do some due diligence and, and investigate it further. But it certainly sounds awful having to question any of that yeah. and to go through that. At some point, you got to start trusting your gut. Absolutely. And you know, my gut's never cheated on me. That's right. At least. No, so so I, I see that. <laughs> you know, one thing I always tell my clients is before they take the big leap and say those vows, there are certain things that you have to talk about and get, you know, get an understanding, be on the same page about. And one of them is the topic of deal breakers. Now, for me, cheating would probably be a deal breaker. And I'm bringing this up because if my gut tells me that, it would have already been a discussion with my partner. And so my partner would not be able to say to me, I didn't know that it was something that you would leave me for. I didn't know that it was something that would break us up. So you got to have those conversations. I think it's really hard. I, I think it's, you can say with generality, this is my deal breaker, like abuse, right? Like, I think if you, you know, for many people, that would be, uh, you know, a hard line. Mm. Something like cheating to me is more nuanced because is it the pink underwear under the bed or is it, be, you know, I, I go to lunch every day or you go to lunch every day with your work spouse, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you know, not me, but it's making me a little uncomfortable and you won't stop. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of gray area in that, in that word. There's a lot of gray area. Uh, and I think the way to judge that my opinion is what's the intention behind this lunch with your coworker? Uh, is it because you're good friends and, you know, you just have the same lunchtime and you go? What's the intention behind um, these panties being under the bed? I mean, that's how I would look at that, you know, in terms of the nuance. Yeah, I mean, I... I agree with that. I also think there's so many other things to weigh when you have kids involved and yeah. how much you share. But um, but I, I also would like to think that a, a solid partner that comes to the table, um, it's it's enough that you don't feel comfortable, and and that alone should be enough for them to say, you know what, let let me veer away from this this other relationship or this other habit or this other activity solely for the reason it makes you uncomfortable and I treasure you. No, I, I agree with that because your feelings are certainly the priority over having lunch with this other person or having conversations or whatever. I agree. Yeah. 
I agree. Well, I think, I think if, if there's a, I mean, I'm aware of situations where a spouse has said, you cannot have any same sex friendship. Yeah. Um, and because they make me uncomfortable. So I think, I think you have to, like you said, Maria, yeah. have those conversations up front. Cause yeah. you're talking about the pre, right? Pre-marriage, um, portion of a relationship. Those are, those are the questions and discussions you have up front because you can decide, am I okay with not having a yeah. friendship yeah. or, you know, <laughs> do I need to, to find another life partner? Because I do have friends who I go out to lunch with, you know, of course. and it's all, my intentions are, are, are clear and I'm happy to talk about it, introduce them to you and yeah. make sure that you a secret. So, you know, I, I mean, I, Wonder too. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about uh, you know your spouse saying, "I don't want you to have any um, opposite sex friends," and I can't imagine it happens all the time. I know it does, but I can't imagine what how I'd react if somebody said that to me. I mean, that to me would just be um, so it made me feel so childlike. You know, like what are you talking about? I mean, it really is disrespectful just to say that to me. Okay, let me ask you guys a question. Tell me what you think. And this is a real world situation that, that I said. Tell me if I'm crazy or not. You are so, crazy. Yeah, I am crazy. <laughs> so so um, I have a partner and I, I, I did not say you can't have any same sex friends. I would, I would never say that. But what I did say um, is... Okay, there's a particular friend who's the opposite sex mm-hmm. who I have not met yet. And I just think it's part of being in a relationship that after a certain period of time, you get to meet all the friends or at least the ones that are within reach. I think it's a red flag if you have it. Yes. So that doesn't sound crazy, right? That seems like a legitimate statement. Yeah, I think it's... Oh, go ahead, Maria. No, I, I was going to say, I don't think it sounds crazy, um, but I would be curious why I haven't met this person. Right. I mean, that would be odd to me. Right. And what and what is that period of time where... Um, because a lot of people are dating, right? Um, so where is that line drawn? Is it after a certain amount of time together? Is it a certain seriousness? Is it a certain amount of um outings without you or what what does that gray area look like i think the gray area goes back again to the conversation i mean i I tell people you know if you are it's so people have sex so easily and I, i think a lot of times it's easier for people to have sex than to have transparent conversations but you gotta talk about it you have to say are we at the point in our relationship where we're monogamous? You know, have the conversation. Um, you know, do you feel that talking on the phone and flirting with another woman is cheating? Because I do. I mean, you have to have the conversation. I think that just sets the tone for how it's going to proceed. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. I I also think there has to be there has to be a certain amount of 
vulnerability and trust where you just sometimes have to open yourself up and um, take some leap of faith. I agree. In any in any relationship you have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know what? I would probably invite that that person over for dinner or something. Yeah, I do. I do think you um, you you know the goal, right? I guess is to extend um, just grace to your partner because you you know you you should trust them enough, hopefully, to extend that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And but if you do have transparent conversations where you say, "Hey, I know that you're spending a lot of time with X. I'd love to meet her. Why don't we invite her over?" And exactly. Or, or next time you go out, um, I'm going to go with you. Yeah. Um, and if there's resistance there, then I, I, there's there's a reason for that resistance. That would scare right? me. Any resistance would scare me. And yeah, uh, in my opinion, there's no place that my man could go where I couldn't go. Even a strip club. Seriously, anywhere he goes should not be. There should never be uh, a door closed to me. Or a password that you don't know. I'm just exactly. I'm just saying. Hey, just saying. Hey. I know. I know. You don't know. Just saying. I think the strip club, I think there should be an understanding that you can go, mm -hmm. but do you want to go? And do I want you to go? Mm -hmm. And and it's okay for me to hang out with my buddies without you. Yeah. And it, you know, I should be able to tell you that and feel, you know, not feel guilty about it. Yeah, but no, yeah. I agree. I agree. And if you want to check it out, you know, come on, come on by. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I can't imagine a, a bigger weight on on a partner's shoulder, you know, when he or she is, um, you know, um, shopping with the girls and you got hubby, you know, holding your purse, walking behind you or, you know, playing basketball with the guys, you have the wife sitting there making foul shots or whatever. Yeah, you do need your time to That's do your funny. thing. That's your your thing. But let uh, me throw out some more things to see. Let's see here. Okay. Phones are suddenly flat or on silent all the time. They guard their phone like the FBI. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's a red flag. <laughs> that's a red. And I also think even being on their phone, I mean, I know we're talking about cheating, but even right. being on the phone is a red flag, but, but that would definitely be a red yeah. flag. Yeah, the phone rings in front of you all the time and they don't take the call. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. They're paranoid. They want to know who's calling us, trying to investigate to see if we are cheating and look through Facebook friends list to see guys. Jeez. That's just controlling behavior that you need. And that's really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. What else do we have? Leaving the house early and returning late and unexplained spending. See, once you start getting into that the money pot, then we may have we're gonna have to fight. I mean once you start up into the finances that would be my deal breaker that i one of my deal breakers you know, i would talk about in this if you don't even need to be cheap and and that's the deal breaker that's, that's for me 
Yeah. Yeah. With the the family, that to me is is disrespectful. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm scrolling up here. Okay, and there's there's a couple more. Any that you guys can add? Red flag for cheating. Um, I think a, a change in interest in, you know, intimacy. Oh, yeah, yeah. For relations, as our aunt, uh, aunt Beverly would call it. But you love that. Yeah. <laughs> we had relations. Yeah. No, I think that's true. Now, I think less and even more um, could be tricky. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, and all worth all worth discussion, right? With your partner. Discussion. But I I tell you that the whole discussion thing keeps on coming up. That just I don't know why it just sounds so exhausting to me. Whenever you say discuss, I just feel that it's hard. It's it, hard. Yeah, it is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, because it's um you know something that we don't do, and then when we do it, it's absolutely draining because it's like you're you're using another muscle. You know, being vulnerable like that, but uh, how, how much you plan the discussion and think yeah. through and think, okay, I'm not going to do this, and I'm going to be, you know, it's, I'm going to keep it light, and it's going to be, you know, the conversation never goes the way you think it's going to no, go. No, and that's and true. It goes in a way that you just haven't thought, you know, haven't prepared for it. No, it's, it's true. Just, it is true, I, and and you know, terms of discussion. I do think it's fair to let your partner know what, what your boundaries are. I, I think we assume that, okay, I assume that it's cheating, I assume it's abuse, I assume it's addiction or whatever it might be, but that's an area that you can't assume. Right. I agree. I agree. But you know what? Uh, let's have the initial discussion. Let's not keep on having discussions because I think that's oh, no. sign. You keep on having discussions and that that's a whole other level of Oh no. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Yeah, I agree. No, that is the sign. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Talk about it and you know, you you feel comfortable and you're in a place and you have an agreement and understanding and then, you know, your gut's telling you again the next, you know, couple of days. It's like, huh. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, and you know I'm I'm reading, but stats are saying that women are now cheating almost as much as men are. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're out there too. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Hmm. I think the whole. Um, I mean, I guess people cheat for a whole lot of different reasons, right? But hmm. the whole notion of sex being so transactional and real long. Yeah, and in your face, and and so I do think people are able to compartmentalize like physical activity versus you know the emotional love and talk themselves into oh whatever absolutely. And you you hear that you hear people saying it was just sex. It would be, I love you, but this was just sex. But yeah. I think you're so right. You get numb um, with all of these erotic tempting things is invading your senses uh, 
all the time, all the time. But I do think that you're right, Beth, that we do start just putting it in a separate category of being, it's just sex. And that's all. It's sex. I, I, I get tired of people using all that as an excuse. I mean, we're all up against the same things that are thrown in our face all the time. And I think yeah. after a while, it's this is a moral reflection of the... Oh, yeah. You... I mean... Yeah. 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 I mean, but... the, the bottom line is that we're all responsible for right. ourselves in a, in a healthy enough position where we don't use sex as a distraction or to get that high or, you know, that we are able to fashion in the world without the crutches of, you know, the distractions and all that. Right. Right. Or the, yeah, or the, like you said, the high, the adulation, the attention, the, you know, the spark, whatever, whatever it is. But, and I do think that there are some people whose, whose character says, if I can get away with it, it's okay. Uh, I'm, I yeah. can look myself in the mirror because I'm not hurting anyone. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. It's part of the the, the high. It's getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also part of um of really getting to know who it is that you are partnering with. Right. Deeply. Like, do they have character flaws? Are they yeah. not honest people? Are they, you know, do they, do they, not tip because they can walk out and ha 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 funny they don't know i mean exactly well, what's the character of this person because if they're if they're you know if they're dishonest in their life they probably dishonest with you too no absolutely yeah. well that's just that's just how they are and it, it usually bleeds out in every area of their lives no i agree i agree and you know um speaking of character and it's a little off topic but um I was doing something, I can't remember exactly what it was, and I was walking um, somewhere, and this man was walking this poodle and really being rough with him. I mean, like, pulling the leash and yelling, and it's, it was abusive, and I was like, oh my God. And I was thinking, that guy who can treat a poodle like that, that's not good. Right. I mean, character. It's like, lead to his house. Yeah. yeah. I've heard I've heard that before, how you can kind of size up how someone will be as a partner if you watch, if you see if dogs or animals gravitate yeah. to them or not. Yeah. <laughs> a little side note yeah. there, but yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, do they have friends who they've been able to keep in their lives over time? Yeah. You know, or do they, or do they are, talk to their mom? Yeah, they are on that second line. Yeah. Well... I think, guys, it's time to go to after the vows. And Julia, you're you're taking it this week, right? You're trying to okay. What you got for us? I'm I'm excited. So, Julia, go ahead, hon. I'm excited because you know part of my goal uh, with all things in life is to try to surprise you guys and stump you guys. (laughs) Yeah. So I was kind of aiming for that um because you know in character with me i i I looked at a few different articles but they were uh not something you'd be interested in and giving your input on probably right something it was data about marriage and statistics and i hear you so i 
I went out of my little uh, usual. And so the, the article I'd like to talk about is also from an esteemed, noteworthy publication, People Magazine. Oh, and oh, yeah, that's the vital of truth. That That's the truth. You know, we know back in the day we used to get, you know, a subscription to this and <laughs> get it every week. Or don't buy it on occasion. But yeah. um, so the title of the article is Sylvester Stallone's wife, Jennifer Flavin, feels heard and appreciated. Oh, oh, so this um summarizes how they're working hard on rebuilding their marriage they've they've been married for 25 years uh a couple weeks ago i i remember seeing a headline that she had filed for divorce yeah um they have it looks like two daughters mm-hmm. or two adult daughters but the reason for the divorce when it was called out and this kind of ties into what we were talking about before when she filed for divorce she said that allegedly mm. the actor engaged in the intentional dissipation yeah. depletion and or waste of marital assets yeah. which has had an adverse economic impact on the marital estate Boom. See, he started touching the money. Come on, Sylvester. I mean, I mean, come on. First of all, when you look at word choices, <laughs> I know. I know. If I just focus on that phrase alone in a divorce filing. Yeah. You know, that's pretty that's pretty specific. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then it comes from a, a high priced attorney who knows how to, to word it. Yeah. Yes. Um so after that type of specificity, which mm. he denied in a divorce filing, hmm. they're seen spotted together uh, wearing their, their wedding rings and um, strolling down the streets and having a great time. So but I had a few reactions to this, right? Yeah. Um, a few were that she feels heard and appreciated. And so that hit home in a few different ways of, of having gone through relationships where you you feel everything but that heard and appreciated mm-hmm. and i thought did she need to do this in order to feel heard by him and it it, it must have been pretty bad for yeah. you to file a divorce to have someone hear you um and pay attention and listen but then the other reaction i had was you know what good for them good yeah. for them. uh whatever it took because i i do believe that in in the heat of filing, and you know, I'm I'm divorced, so I I'm familiar with what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, not for me, but for some people, there are other things that could have been done to help to help bridge the gap of um, going right to divorce. Yeah, and so I just want to throw it out to you guys. You know, given that headline that I shared, what what's your very first reaction to that? Well, you know, I. I, I am so shallow, you know, and you both know that. My, my first reaction was, I, I must be a different type of broad because how can you be so angry at a man to fall for divorce and then hold his hand a week later? I mean, wouldn't you still be mad? Yeah. That was my first reaction. How get over the feelings of wanting to divorce so quickly that you're skipping down the street with this guy, you're filing divorce 
strong. Mm-hmm. That, that was mine. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. Thought. No, no. I think what what it made me think of is that the relationship must be very transactional. Mm-hmm. If, there, if there was a transaction that occurred in that in that period of time that shifted you know, her to being like, okay, I'm willing to go out in public and put on a smiley face. Right. And, you know, say the right thing. There was, you know, it's like, what, what did she get? And her, her filing, you know, made mention of marital assets. Yeah. Which tells me it's like, you know, perhaps there's, it's just a transact. It's more of a transactional relationship that, that wouldn't fool any of us. Right. Because like, how do you go from divorce? The, yeah, yeah, just giggling and grinning at each other. It's like you know, they're special people. They have the ability to do um, what would be hard for me to do. I think that's a great point, Beth, about you know being transactional. And I know she's got her own skincare business, and she's comfortable, and she's made big money, and continues to make big money. Um, that's an interesting. That's an interesting uh, way to see it. And I wonder, too, when you're a family who is always, you know, smiling at paparazzi, if you just start becoming this this other person, you know, when you walk outside the door, um, regardless of what you're feeling. Is it possible? Oh, go ahead, Beth. Well, I was going to say maybe what you're going to say, and I, I... I wonder too if we if we try to take it at face value if she right. was lonely and you know lonely in the marriage not getting attention feeling yeah. overlooked and if that's what it took for him to pay attention to her and so she's like okay I'll try again if you're willing right yeah right that, that could be true too twenty right but years together. Twenty-five years, yeah. yeah. I mean, loneliness in, in a marriage would be, I think, uh, would be far worse than being single and lonely to me. Oh, I I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think it's all it's a constant reminder of what isn't. Yeah, when you're married yeah. to your roommate, when you have a roommate for a husband or wife, there's I don't think there could be anything. Well, there are, but. It, it's got to be so painful to be living with this roommate who is your beloved partner. Right. Right. Mm. Right. And that's what she says. She said, he is the love of my life. Mm. She is She is getting now uh, things which she was previously frustrated about, but now she's, she's getting them addressed from him. Wow. Yeah. It does make you wonder how sustainable it is because yes. surely it's not the first time he's heard it. You know, it was a wake-up call. Right. The Lord's papers, but, you know, surely they talked about this. And he- oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty we still jumped to divorce. They've had been conversations. Yeah, you would think so. And if they hadn't been able to figure it out up until now, you wonder if 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 it can last. Right, right. Or not. Right. Or at old, you know that old behavior starts creeping in. Creeping in, you know, creeping in. I do like to applaud attempts to try again. I mean, unless it's something so outlandish, but 
But just to try to let it ride again and try again, um, I do. I do like that. I do like that idea. Yeah, and give them credit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if you're someone who says that your partner is the love of your life. Right. That's right. Uh, I, I'm. Um, I think that's the key part. If you say someone's the love of your life, now, now sometimes in divorce, you're not gonna say that. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. If you can't start your sentence with that, then yeah. And I'm not trying it again. No, I mean, you don't, well, you don't start your sentence with that until the paperwork had been signed, you know, with the new rules. But, um, you know what? I don't know if I, if I'm able to say, uh, I'm thinking in terms of the love of my life, where there's been a deep soul connection. And you know what? I, I think that's something I'm looking forward to. I don't know if I if I have that yet. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. So, so that's another topic probably for a future podcast. Just yeah. talking about the love of your life. What does that look like? And does that change depending on what stage of life you're? At? Oh, I think that's great. I think it does. Uh, I like. Yeah, that. I think it does. And I think depending on um, what stage of life you're in, too, um, that determines how much you know what you don't want yeah versus me at 60 versus somebody at 20 i mean i i have it down pat yeah that's you know, what i don't want that's right that's right i like your article thank you thank you thank you excellent uh, good job good job well you know in the end i always ask my feet to the fire questions are you ready hold on let me sit up straight right here i get it myself together Alrighty. are you ready okay 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 feet to the fire i'm yelling it feet to the fire and whoever answers bird advantage first and then the first one is who's your same sex crush Hmm. Huh. Bon sex crush. Oh, 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 oh. I know mine. You go first, Bev. This is this is hard. <laughs> well, maybe you should go. I'm gonna go with um Iman, is that her name? <laughs> Iman, the model? The model. You know what? I saw a picture of her. It, not because not because the thought of her gives me any type of desires in any way. All right. But she 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 looks healthy. Um, like the wellness, the taking care of herself, the self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, it was apparent just in the photo that I saw. And and I like that. And I think she's a strong woman. Um, I never thought that you would say that. That That's really, you surprised me by saying that. Really? Yeah. But the strength and the self-care is something I seek mm-hmm. in myself to continue to grow in. And so I find that attractive. Oh, wow. I like that. What did you think I was going to say? No, I thought that you are going to tell yourself something like, um, God. Who do you like? Um, <laughs> like Oprah or something like that. Yeah. Certainly not in mine. Yeah. 
I respect. I certainly respect all of them. Very great. I dude. think um, Beth had to drop off. Yeah, I think so. Oh, shoot. I know she was um, calling from the car, guys. That was the only way I could grab her. Um, so she had to leave us. Okay, number two. I feel more pressure now. Yeah, feel it, feel it. What was the worst date of your life? Oh, that's so easy. Oh, yeah, okay. That's so easy. So you know, you know, before this incredible uh, loving relationship that I'm in now, that I'm thrilled, I used to frequent the um, <laughs> the dating websites. Yeah, and I have heard that. <laughs> hey, and I um, uh, met someone one time who I'd been talking with for a while on a site, and and they were so completely different in person, um, and had about four teeth that had, um, you know how you get a please stop it. <laughs> First of all, they were like five foot two. No offense, Beverly, because I, you know, I know you're you're short. But um, you're six four. Hey, I mean, it really is uh, comical. It really was a sight. But in addition to that, you know how you have a tooth uh, replaced and you get a post put there to have a big tooth? They had, they had like four different posts uh, in their mouth. So when they opened their mouth, you saw these posts, the things, none of which was visible on the dating website. And in a in addition to that, they just, um, you know, the conversation was bad and nothing in common. And, did you kiss them? Um, of course I did. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what a fear. Why would you ask me if something? I know. Like that. You ready for your last one? Yeah. Oh, Lee Mulia. <laughs> Occupation that you could never do. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's a hard one. I've done all types of things, right? From well, and the work you do now is is stuff that most people wouldn't do in terms of, you know, all the doctor stuff you do. Mm-hmm. So you've done the gore and the blood and all that. I don't think I could do anything related to Wall Street or oh. um, a, a high pressure finance. I don't think I'd want to, and it would be stressful. And I don't want stress in my profession either. No, no. Oh, I like that. Okay, now I can see that for you. Mm-hmm. I can see that for you. Well, I tell you, I'm thinking that maybe we should get together more often. I love it. And come on the, the podcast and and give our uh, relevant insight of the wacky world of relationships and I tell you, there's enough content and material out there for us to just talk nonstop for, for months and months. <laughs> All this wacky stuff that's going on. But thank you, Julia, so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure as always, been sis. And thank you, Bev. I know you're not with us, but I appreciate your time. And once again, I'm Coach Maria. And I'm dedicated to helping committed couples proactively lay a solid foundation for their relationship, all based on their unique needs and desires. And if you all liked what you heard, please, you've got to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it to whomever um, you think might, might get something out of it. Take care and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.
um, cup. Thank you.